Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Michael, how are we doing this morning, the first Saturday of November? And a great Saturday for college football. As you mentioned in the in the break before we came on air, We've got great games starting at noon. You know, we got mm-hmm. a great game with Jimbo and uh, Ole Miss. That's going to be a dandy right there. <laughs> I think that's going to decide a lot of things of what happens this offseason at Texas A&M. Mm. And, you know, and then we continue on with Georgia, Missouri in the Southeast Conference. We've got Washington playing USC. And then at 745, we've got the that the Crimson Tide and LSU and, and, and a really, really good game. So as you mentioned, every window has a, a lot of compelling moments to watch. Yeah, and it's not just today. It's also tomorrow as well. So let us help you kind of set the table for what is going to be one heck of a football weekend here. It's a fall. It's crisp out in the air. Even even here in Las Vegas, Michael, early in the morning, the sun hasn't risen. Like it's a, You get that fall crisp feeling here in Vegas. Now, once the sun does rise, we won't get that feeling anymore. But You're going right to set now, that clock nice. back tonight, Femi. You're going to get an extra hour <laughs> sleep my man you're going to be able to you'll be really in tune when you're watching five games tomorrow at one time you'll be ready to go you'll be well rested we need that Uh clock we need that clock going back for this germany game all right like we we we, we, it's coming at the right time for this germany game we got to get up bright and early for that one 6 30 west coast time but that'll be a lot of fun coming up tomorrow but let's set the stage for what's going on today we have three guests will be joining us over the next couple of hours 30 minutes from now it's not just football we also got the breeders cup going on over at santa anita johnny avello DraftKings sportsbook director will join us from Santa Anita. We got boots on the ground at the Breeders' Cup. He'll give us the, uh, the, the, the play-by-play on what's going down over there at the Breeders'
Raiders Cup, what people are betting, and also kind of highlight the DraftKings horse horse betting app, I shall say. Uh, that's coming up in 30 minutes. Then 45 minutes from right now, 1045 Eastern, 745 Pacific. Brian Broaddus, our buddy Bucket, host at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, also the host of the Love of the Star podcast, will help us break down Cowboys-Eagles tomorrow afternoon in Philadelphia. And then at 1130 Eastern, our buddy Matt Humans will join us in studio for not one but two segments as he gives out his college football and NFL card for the weekend. But let's get into the college football because Bryant-Denny Stadium tonight will be where all the eyes are watching yeah. this one. LSU, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, three-point favorites over at DraftKings, total 61.5. Your early thoughts on what might be one of the biggest games in all of college football this season. Well, this is going to be, I think if Alabama wins, it'll be Nick Saban's greatest coaching job because I, I think when you watch the, the LSU offense and it's spectacular, it's number one in the nation in so many categories. And Jaden Daniels is, to me, the best player in college football. And he's playing at such a high level. So you, you're going to have to control their offense. You're going to have to be able to get the pace of the game. And your offense is going to have to execute effectively and consistently. You know, the, one of the things when you go through the NFL and you see some of the teams that don't win or teams that have struggled is they play too much defense. You know, they play like like the Patriots have played over 100 plays more defense this year than their offense. That's two games, basically. Mm -hmm. And so this game is about pace. This game is, you know, Nick's going to be smart enough not to get in a track meet. He's going against a defense that he can run the football on and slow the game down a little bit, right? And I know none of the analytical community wants to hear that, but pace of the game is so important when you're playing against a top-flight offense, as we'll see tomorrow in Germany. And we'll see it at Buffalo and Cincinnati later in the day. So I think it's going to require an awful lot for them to to do this. Milrose going to have to execute the intermediate passing game because I do think LSU will take away the deep ball, take away the one throws down the field, which he's been very good at, mm -hmm. and make him have to execute as he goes along. Look, we know that the 12th ranked defense in the Southeast Conference, 76th overall, but their relative scoring defense is in the top 50 in the nation. So they've got to play their best game. And with, with what they can do and coming off the bot, they have played better defensively since the Missouri game. Now, I know they beat Army 62 to nothing, but Auburn, they completely handled 48 to 18. So we'll see how this goes. Remember, Mississippi was one of the few teams that could get into a track meet with them, and that's what beat them. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to ask you about is this LSU defense much maligned earlier in the season. Uh, they gave up 45 in the loss to Florida State, gave up 31 to Arkansas, 55 to Ole Miss, 39 to Missouri. But it felt, it felt like they kind of found something against Auburn, only allowing 18 points in that game. Do you think that the Auburn game was more of a, a sign of what's to come here defensively for LSU? Because I think that's probably the biggest question mark for people when they talk about the Tigers. Yeah, no question. And they're going against an offense, let's face it, right, that we've seen the big plays. They average 30 points a game, which is really low. I mean, that's not typical in Alabama. We're so spoiled with Alabama, seeing yeah. all these quarterbacks that come through and play well for that. You know, and so their numbers have not been very good. You know, now where they stand out, Femi, is they're the seventh best team in the nation in yards per pass attempt. Why? Because with Milrow, it's not about consistency. It's about that one big play. That's why they're seventh in the nation in that category. So if you're Brian, if you're uh, Brian, oh, Brian, God, Kelly. Brian Kelly, Brian yep. Kelly, if you're Brian Kelly, your, your defense is saying, look, make him make him make six, seven, eight, nine plays of consistent throws on a drive and see if he can do that. 
see if he can beat us doing that. We cannot allow the one strike drive like they did to start the second half. You know, when they when they're sitting there start starting to when they're playing Tennessee to start the second half, all of a sudden, boom, you know, next thing you know, they're back in the game immediately. That's going to be the key to the game is what how many third downs does LSU defense force Alabama into? That's going to be the key to the game. Because yeah. if they can force him into 10, 12, 13, then Milrose has got to execute those plays. And that's where the Alabama offense has struggled. Yeah, this is a, a revenge game for the Tide. Last year, they lost this game down in Baton Rouge. That was the duel between Jaden Daniels and Bryce Young, 32-31 in overtime with LSU going for two and getting it at the end of overtime to go ahead and get that victory. Now the game is playing played at Bryant-Denny Stadium, where this, for Alabama, like it feels like they've kind of been put off to the side since the Texas loss there. This is their chance to kind of reintroduce themselves to the country and say, hey, we are very much into the thick of this college football playoff race there, but if they can't get the game done here, then it's it's going to be LSU that advances and uh, takes control of the SEC West. And how about for Jaden Daniels, who you say is the best player in the country? Big Heisman moment for him. If he can get a win in Tuscaloosa, that's a big, big moment for a, a guy who's leading the country right now and passing touchdowns, 30 touchdowns overall, 3,000 all-purpose yards, and only three interceptions as well to go along with it. Like, he's been terrific all throughout this season. Right. And, and, and if you're like me and believe he's the best player, you need to, you need to take the number right now as the Heisman winner. Because if he wins today, if he wins and plays well today, he will win the Heisman. I mean, th- that'll put an end to it because that, he'll put, you know, he'll show everybody on a na- 745 national television stage, big, big game. He'll show everybody he's the real deal, especially going against a well-coached Alabama defense. But look, one thing about Alabama is since the Texas game, they have gotten better offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can move the football on them. But they've played good situational football, and they have, as Nick Saban says, they have gotten mentally tougher during the season. I mean, they've been behind against Tennessee. They let Arkansas come back into the game. You know, the, the Texas A&M game was a struggle. It's in College Station, and they found a way to win it. You know, so I, I think – and the Mississippi game, that second half of the Mississippi game at home was really impressive. I don't know what Bill Berman told the Alabama team at halftime, but obviously <laughs> he was at the game. He got them going. <laughs> he had to get everybody fired up there with that game there. But Jaden Daniels, I can't wait to see him against his Alabama defense. It's going to be one heck of a game between LSU and Bama right now. That spread once again, Bama, a three-point home favorite. But we talked about Jaden Daniels. How about last year's Heisman Trophy winner? Caleb Williams and USC, they're hosting Washington. This one, a three-point spread. The Trojans, a home underdog. The total, Michael, 77 and a half between two prolific passers. Caleb Williams on one side, Michael Penix Jr., on the other side for Washington, how do you see this one playing out? Well, I, I look, I, I think, you know, when you watch, I, and I don't want to hear this nonsense that USC was looking ahead last week when they played Cal. <laughs> no, they weren't. I, mean, I don't really want to hear that at all, right? You know, like, I, I just think USC hasn't played, they don't, they're not good enough defensively. I mean, yeah, I know they're the second best offense in college football. They're the 113th ranked defense in college football. Their relative score rush, rush defense is is horrendous. I mean, they're in the bottom category. But this is what you, this is Lincoln Riley's type of team. This is who they are, you know. And they're going to have a hard time holding Michael Penix down. I don't care where you play the game. I, I think I think Washington, which has kind of gone into since the Oregon game, they haven't really played their best football. They, you know, Arizona State was a close game. Stanford scored thirty three on them. I, I think the board will have his team ready. I think they're and they'll be good enough defensively to create some problem. The physicality of Washington to me is what 
beats USC. It isn't about we get so caught up in USC's plays and their skill, which I don't think is elite this year. But mm-hmm. I do think that Washington's skill is elite, and I think they're going to have a hard time stopping them. Yeah, it's. I'm inter- surprised it's only three, Femi. I really am. Well, I think it's just because of the last couple of weeks here with Washington. I mean, 15 to seven against Arizona State, and then you're in a competitive game against Stanford, who has struggled mightily outside of the Colorado game so far this season. I think like that's that's probably why a little bit of recency bias kicking in there. I, I'm a little concerned from the Huskies from like a run game standpoint. Like they just don't really run the football that much. I know last week they did a little bit, but it wasn't efficient. Only 91 yards on 27 carries against Stanford. I mean, against Arizona State, it was pretty bad what they were doing in the run game 13 carries 13 yards like i, I get like Penix and the, the receivers with with adunze and mcmillan and polk like they are awesome but let's also run the football like this is a usc front that you can run the football on i think if the huskies control the line of scrimmage and run the football and keep caleb williams on the sideline washington should win this game but if you get into a track meet i think all bets are off and i think this could go either way well, I mean, Washington would attract me too, though. They can. I mean, they're good at it. Yeah. I mean, they're good at it. They're good offensively. I mean, and USC has, I mean, USC hasn't shown that they can stop anybody. They can't stop. I mean, they were fortunate to beat Arizona. I mean, they were fortunate to beat Cal. They, they kind of have gotten a few lucky breaks here down the stretch or else we would, this line would be 10. That's my point. You talk about Washington struggling the last two weeks. They've won. Yeah. I mean, Cal, is, I mean, USC has struggled against teams that we're not even talking about as powerful, as really great teams this year. Yeah. In the last four games, USC has allowed 49, 34, 48, and 41 points. That's not good. We'll get to the NFL news and notes on the other side. We're just getting warmed up here on the Lombardi line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's no better time of year to be a sports better. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Sign up today and get access to our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Plus, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up now and get full VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. Thanks for hanging out with us on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. 15 minutes from now, Johnny Avello, Sportsbook Director at DraftKings, will join us. We'll break down the Breeders' Cup because it's not just football here on this weekend. Things are going on in Santa Anita, so we'll get Johnny's thoughts on that 15 minutes and also ask him a little bit of college football as well. But, Michael, let's turn our attention to the National Football League. Trade deadline came and went this past Tuesday. Before we get into the games, any deals? that you liked didn't like what were your kind of overall thoughts from the trade deadline that we saw earlier this week well you know from us doing the the gm shuffle that i was particularly perturbed by the bears trade and, and mm-hmm. i love people's reaction to it you know well lombardi hates the bears you know <laughs> stop like seriously i think montez sweat's a good player i really do i'll say that i think there's more to trades in today's era than exchange of draft picks for players We're talking salary. We're talking impact of salary. We're talking salary cap. And I think to me, when you look at it, the more I think about it, it's really a bad trade for the Bears. Like, why couldn't you have given them your three? It's going to be better than a compensatory three. Mm -hmm. Like, you basically gave them an extra round, and you didn't have to. Who was your competition? Who was going to give up a second-round pick for a guy that's going to eventually become a free agent? Now, he'll go down there and he'll make a play and everybody say, oh, what a great trade it is. But really, seriously, they don't know. I mean, anybody who's attacking this as a bias against the Bears, I'd like to know, when have I been wrong about the Bears? I mean, ask Bill 80. When have I been wrong? I I bitched about (laughs) MVP Mitch. Everybody said I was an idiot. Who's right on that one? I'll wait. Okay. I've been bitching about Justin Fields for how long? Okay, I'll wait on that. I, I didn't think Eberflus was the right pick for the head coaching job. I'll wait on that, too. Mm. So, like, seriously, when they do something good, I'll say it. Like, I got no problem. I have no bias in this. I mean, I was critiquing the Raiders and my kids work there. Like, that's what I get paid mm. to do. So, like, I have no bias. Like, I'm not covering up for anything. If you look last year, I was hard on the ra- on the on the Patriots. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have a bias. I don't like the ba- – oh, I don't like the Giants. I mean, give me a break. You know, like, you know, the, here's the problem with the National Football League. Nobody wants to take criticism. Everybody just yeah. wants you to praise them. You know, everybody wants you to praise them. Nobody wants fair and balanced. Like the other night on Monday night, nobody mentioned how bad the drafts have been for the Raiders. Nobody mentioned that they're, you know, they've gone 21 years with two di- two seasons of point differential. We get no balance. Look, I'm not saying they shouldn't have. Mark Davis has every right to make that decision. And when you lose to Jeff Saturday in the park, you blow a 20-point lead at halftime. You lose to to Baker Mayfield after a day, right? You mm-hmm. lose to a, a Shepherd College quarterback, Badgett. Okay, you're probably not you're, you're probably not ingratiating yourself with the owner. I don't. I'm not arguing with that. What I'm arguing about is there's got to be a little bit of balance. 
Yeah, no, I think that's fine. It's, you know, NFL fans, I mean, they're so passionate about their teams, which is why, hey, we love the NFL. We're all passionate about this stuff as well. They just can't handle the, it's almost like the, hey, I can criticize my team, but you can't criticize my team kind of thing. That's that's how I fans criticize feel. the 76ers every day. I'm a fan. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, this play-in's ridiculous. I, I mean, this is going to be a colossal. You can't, I mean, who's watching this? Seriously. <laughs> you don't watch the... I mean, the, the Sixers <laughs> are on at one o'clock today. I'll have Big Daddy on the couch. Like, I... I, I might flip to it. Oh, you're, I'm oh, not you're turning flipping. off. I'm not turning off of uh, Jimbo Fisher and and Ole Miss. I'm like, I'm not changing that. I'm not doing that. I, I watched the the Warriors Thunder game last night. Entertaining game. I, I the, the in season playing tournament. Like I can okay, I can get there with it. The courts. We got to do something with the courts. I don't know what in the world we're doing with uh, the with the. the, the I, did you I see no, the Chicago I, like Bulls I, court? I thought they were on Mars last night. I had no <laughs> idea where the hell they were. I think the the I, Bulls court I, was all red. <laughs> I didn't know where the hell they were. Like, I'm looking at the game. I watched the highlights this morning. I'm looking at it like, where are they playing? Like, are they, it's like, what is this? Like, did you see the 76ers court? I haven't seen that one. They should be embarrassed yet. to go out there. They should be embarrassed to walk on that court. It was, uh, yeah, it's not great. Like, hey, all for the plan, trying new ideas. Like, if this enhances the regular season, that's good for the consumer. But let's let's at least keep it to the basketball. Like, I don't know what we're doing with the courts. Maybe the kids like it. I don't know. There's a lot of colors, and it's pretty aggressive. Uh, but let's get to the NFL news and notes, though, that has impacted the point spread. Starting in Cleveland, Michael, where yeah. Sean Watson has been ruled, and he will start this game against the Arizona Cardinals. And then we got the news earlier, bright and early this morning, about an hour ago, that it will be Clayton Toon. We all expected it, but now it's kind of confirmed that it's going to be Clayton Toon starting for the Arizona Cardinals. The line has gone from 10 to now 11 and a half, pretty much across the board. Total still sitting at 38 and a half. There's even some 38s on the board. Uh, this is a pretty big spread for a total that low, but I guess you can't really argue it. Clayton Toon, rookie quarterback, making his first start on the road against a really good defense. In the contest, it's seven and a half. How many people tomorrow morning when you wake up in the contest are going to take Cleveland and yeah. lay in the seven and a half? I think it'll be universal, right? Oh, I think 100%. it'll be however many people are in the contest. It could be three. It's going to be the most popular play, Yep. right? Because how can't you make this play? On paper, it's the right play. Look, I watched Kyler Murray take drops the other day. There was a clip of him. There's, I don't think he's ready to play next week just based on what I saw. Like the, the This is what's so funny is – People have no idea how hard it is to win regular season games. They have no idea what it's required of a player to play at the level that's, that you need to play to be great. And when I watched him move around, it would be coaching malpractice to put him on the field against a defensive front that you can't really block and a quarterback that has to rely on his speed and athleticism. Like, that's his game. Beep, beep. I'm roadrunner. I'm, I'm going to make everybody miss. His game isn't I'm going to stay in the pocket and throw it to you. No, no. He needs to get out of it. So I never was buying the rhetoric that he was going to start. Never, ever. And then when I saw that video, like, okay. Now, the one thing is, if, if you want to take a risk and take the Cardinals, I mean, look, you know, I, I don't know what Kate, Clayton Toon looks like, but somebody in that building thought Clayton Toon was better than Dobbs. Somebody did, or else mm -hmm. they wouldn't have made the trade, right? And Dobbs had them, you know, I know that was uh, – kind of a weird game in Baltimore, but they were in that Baltimore game for a while, even though they can't stop anybody on defensive on defensively. So we'll see. I mean, you got to take in the contest. Most people have to take it. I don't know how good is Watson. Everybody thinks, oh, Watson's playing this line move. Is Watson really better than P.J. Walker? I mean, no. can someone answer that question? Because I'm not sure he is.
Well, that's the question I asked Pritch yesterday on the Lombardi line. I was like, how much of an upgrade is Watson from P.J. Walker? Based on what we've seen this season, I don't think there is an upgrade. Like, Watson has well, been Well, there's bad. an upgrade when you go to pro football, when you go to pro football reference and you look at their career stats, there yeah. is an upgrade there. But based on what's happened over the this last <laughs> 24 months, there's not. No. No, there really isn't. I, I don't. You would never catch me laying 11 and a half points with Deshaun Watson based on how he's played this season. Maybe he's a little bit healthier and he's not going to be as bad as he was against the Indianapolis Colts in those two drives because that was absolutely atrocious. Hopefully he's healthy for his own sake. But yeah, I, the, I think this the, is a the, stay away game. This for me. was the best. Yesterday I did Russo on his show, right? And of course, naturally, I took Cincinnati to start off the contest but because I had, as he calls it, the tee box. And so he comes right back and takes Cleveland. And I'm box. like... I'll take Cleveland at seven and a half. I said, the line's 10. <laughs> well, it's not on the paper at 10. Like, oh, well, you're just making up your lines as you go along here, I guess. That's just how we're going to. Okay, I'll take I'll take Cincinnati in 12. Thank you yeah. very much. It's not Jeopardy. You're not just picking out the category. <laughs> he said, yeah, give me the uh, the Browns laying one and a half in the game. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. What's going he's on? He's doing his own there? teasers. He's doing his own teasers. No wonder why he thinks he's going to win. <laughs> Hey, if we could all do that, maybe we'd all be living on an island somewhere else if we could just go ahead and make the line whatever we want to make it. But that's the story in Cleveland. How about the story, though, with the Rams and the Packers? Matthew Stafford, yeah. he hasn't practiced at all this week. Sean McVay is saying he's a game-time decision. If it's not Stafford, it would be Brett Rippon against Green Bay. The line is right now three with a total 38 and a half. And going to go to three and a half. I checked in with, with, with Thomas Gable this morning, and, you know, and, and clearly this line was set with the idea that Stafford was not playing. Okay, this mm-hmm. line is, it's, a, it's not the line's going to go to seven. This line was set. They didn't think he was going to play, which tells you all you need to know about Green Bay, right? Yeah. It tells you all you need to know about Green Bay. Green Bay's not very good either. Right, like the Green Bay's got Jordan Love, and they're not sure of him, and they keep handing the ball off to AJ Dillon and his three point one yards per carry. Like that ain't very good either. So you know, I, I think it'll tick up a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if it gets to four by Sunday, but I would be really surprised based on what I've read about the ULC injury and all those things if he's going to be able to play in the game. And then how do you not? How does he not get hit? I mean, this Ram mm-hmm. offensive line isn't very good. And this Packer front should be able to create some pressure. Yeah, we saw the Packers be able to create pressure on Kirk Cousins last week there. Uh, Preston Smith, I believe, had two sacks in the game. So it's a tough one. And it's like you can't, not like you can shoot up the thumb either because he has to be able to grip the football because yeah. it's his right thumb. So he would just be playing through pain, which we know Stafford is one ton, tough son of a gun. But, yep. man, it's – If you can't grip, you can't play. You can't No play. grip, no play. Yeah, 100%. So looking like it'll likely be Brett Rippon. Also for the fantasy people out there, Puka Nakua questionable, but I think he's supposed to play in the game tomorrow. All right. Johnny Avello joins us next to break down the Breeders' Cup here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. College basketball tips off on Monday, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. This year's guide includes Matt Eumann's top 25 rankings, all 32 conferences previewed, wooden award candidates, futures, and season-long prop bets. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $120 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do until May 1st. That's all college basketball season-long, March Madness, and beyond for only $120. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Maybe the guide will tell you who will be this year's Florida Atlantic. Go ahead and check out that guide, vcin.com slash subscribe. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. And joining us now, it's our buddy to help us break down the Breeders' Cup and today's slate in college football, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, who has boots on the ground in Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup later on today. Johnny, hope all is well. Can you just set the scene for us? What's going on right now down there in Southern California? And what can folks look forward to uh, to the Breeders' Cup later on this afternoon? Good morning, Femi and Mike. Good to speak to you this morning. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know if I have boots on, Femi. More like light sneakers. but and, and that's all you need here in Southern California. It's just a beautiful morning. Um, the temperature today is going to be around 84, 85 degrees, uh, you know, for the afternoon races. And the scene in California is... Uh, it's horse-like. Everybody's so excited to go for day two at a Breeders' Cup. Uh, yesterday was a day uh, where there were a lot of price horses, and that's what you'll see during Breeders' Cup because these are the best horses in the world for their respective classes. And uh, they're, you know, anybody can win the race. And um, there's times when you, you know, you get a lot of price horses, which is what horse betters are looking for. Johnny, a couple questions for you. First, Baffett is back, right? He's got nine horses running between Friday and the Juvenile and today. Uh, I thought he was suspended, but that doesn't. That was only at Kentucky. That was only in Kentucky for the Derby incident, uh, and I think maybe he was suspended in New York for maybe a year or some of the, uh, certainly some of the high three-year-old races leading up to the Travers. But I think those suspensions now, at least uh, in New York, I think have uh, dissipated. But in California, he's always had free reign, no issues here at all. Now, Mike, I must tell you about Baffert. He, we got here Thursday, had a couple of horses running in some of the cheaper races on Thursday. Um, and then yesterday, they won a Breeders' Cup. He didn't win any races. Uh, so it's, I don't know if he's just not the same Baffert or he doesn't have the same horses, but it doesn't feel the same as it used to, because, you know, when his horses went off four to five or even money, they were pretty much shoe-ins and not seeing that right now. Wow. How about the app? Talk to us about the, the DraftKings app and how people can basically do whatever they need to do right there from their phone. So the great part about the app is that just recently is we are now in California. We were in 16 states. We've expanded that now to 17. uh, And California is one of those states. Now, if you're in one of those states where you can bet horses on the DK app, uh, you don't go to the same DraftKings application where you bet all your sports and your fantasy. This is a separate application. You have to download it. It's called DK Horse. You specifically have to look for that. Now, um, we're hoping to integrate the product within, you know, less than a year, hopefully six months to eight months. But this is how we initially launched. Um, and we have some specials out there. You know, if you uh, deposit 250 and you play through it twice, we'll match that with 250. So we have some specials going out there right now. And it's a great app. And, not only do, can you bet the Breeders' Cup, but you can bet racing on early morning hours, Hong Kong, anything for your fancy of horse racing, we have it on our app. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the app right now. This is like a buffet that you guys have here, Johnny. This is awesome stuff. DK Horse is the app. We're speaking with Johnny Avello, the sportsbook director over at DraftKings. Last question here on the Breeders' Cup, Johnny, before we turn our attention to the gridiron. Uh, who's the horse that everyone's buzzing about down there in Santa Anita? Like, like when you talk to people about what we're going to see later on this afternoon, who's everyone excited about? You know, I don't know if I can point my finger to any one horse. Now, they are certainly interested in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And the interesting part about this year's Breeders' Cup, which I have never seen it before in the Breeders' Cup, is that the Classic is usually the last race of the day, and that is not the case. There are three more races after the Classic this year. Um, but the Classic is the one where the, they're, they're racing for the most money. Now, the heart, there's been some scratches in that race. Archangelo, who won the Belmont um, stakes, is not going to be in there. He got scratched uh, a couple days ago. And uh, But there's still a nice field of horses. Femi, I can't tell you that there's a strong buzz on any one horse because everybody's got a different opinion in horse racing. <laughs> yeah, it's like this week's slate in the NFL, Johnny. Everybody's got a different opinion. The pros love Miami. No, they love Kansas City. You know, they love Buffalo. I, I found it interesting, and I'd love to hear your commentary on this. There seems to be four games that – there's not a lot of money coming in on teams, but yet the line's moving to them. Miami, Baltimore, you know, no money's coming in on Baltimore, yet it's moving to Seattle. The Jets, that game also is seems to, and and the Buffalo game. So, like, it, it, what are you seeing and what do you think of those games when we see this reverse line movement? Yeah, in the Kansas City game, unfortunately, that game went to Germany, and, you know, that was our best morning game, and here we are. Uh, starting that game at 6.30 on the West Coast. So I wish they would have sent them something like Minnesota-Atlanta uh, or Arizona-Cleveland. You know, don't, send our, don't send our best offensive game of the day. But you're right. We're seeing a little Miami money. We opened two and a half. We're down to one and a half. Uh, I think there's going to be Kansas City money at game time. So not worried about getting just one on money on one side at this point. Um, I think you mentioned seattle baltimore we open that game four and a half. We're actually up to six. Um, they're like in Baltimore now in this one. Uh, so I think we're going to need Seattle also by game time. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, Buffalo and Cincinnati was one. That's a, that's a great game. We opened up now. Remember, this is an early line. We open up a week before uh, a week and a half ago on this one. We opened Buffalo one and a half. Cincinnati's now two. That line movement on our part, some of that was due to Cincinnati getting a stronger power rating because of their performance last week and the way they've been playing lately. And then Buffalo has shifted down a little bit in the power ratings. But we are seeing Cincinnati money. Uh, don't know where that one's going to end up. That's the That's the late game on Sunday night. Yeah, that's going to be one heck of a game there. I think a lot of people liking Cincinnati after what we saw a week ago, them dominating the 49ers. How about the late afternoon game in Philadelphia, Cowboys and the Eagles? Eagles right now, three-point favorites. What are you guys seeing behind the window with that game? Yeah, you know, we opened three. We're seeing Dallas money money line uh, on that when they're taking a chance with Dallas to win that one straight up. We don't want to move off a of three, so we're like three a dollar eight. We've been three a dollar five. We're gonna to try to hold that three. That's a really key number. When these two teams play, the number should never be more than three or less than three. So we'll try to hold that as long as we can. Yeah, and and how about how did you adjust the Raiders with the new coach and Aiden O'Connell, the rookie? Where are you on that one? 
Yeah, there's not a whole lot of interest in that game. And um, so uh, I can't tell you that, you know, we opened up two and a half. We're, we're sitting at two. Not a lot of interest in the game right now. I know there'll be, certainly be interest from the from the Vegas crowd. But, uh, you know, that's one of those games where both teams, uh, you know, starting quarterbacks, the year is falling apart for both teams. So uh, the betters will bet it because, you know, it's one of the – own two, three afternoon games, but right now, just a lack of interest. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, real quick before we let you go, as you sit there at Santa Anita, taking in the sun, watching the races, what team are you rooting for tomorrow in the NFL that you absolutely need to have win to help your card out? I can't tell you what that is yet, Mike, but I can tell you, you know, what I think some of the games are that are probably going to, with that Philly. Dallas game, I think we're probably going to need Philly for a bunch to win the game, at least win the game, because I think they're going to jump on Dallas on the money line. Uh, and then in Buffalo-Cincinnati, that's going to be the biggest right of the day. Can't tell you where we're going to fall. My gut is they they also take, they take a shot with Buffalo with a small money line price. Forget about the two points. Yeah, the people taking a shot with Dallas on the money line. <laughs> I wish I wish them the best of luck. Hopefully that comes through for them being a Cowboys fan. He is Johnny Avello, sportsbook director over at DraftKings. Johnny, enjoy the races today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank Be you, well. Johnny. Thank you, Thanks Johnny. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Enjoy Have that sun. Awesome stuff there. Awesome stuff from Nothing Giants. like Santa Anita. Have you been there, Femi? I have never been. Santa Anita, yeah. like Del Mar, like that's on the bucket. I got to go to this. Take a lot of that to kill you there now. I can tell you that right now. Take a lot of that to kill you. It's a, I mean, it's a I beautiful see. venue. It's It's absolutely gorgeous. Nice chilly morning. It'll heat up a little bit. You yeah. know, you could probably put your four screens right there and you watch the races and watch football. You could do it all right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like it's a nice, beautiful. The Johnny says we're going light sneakers. So we don't even have to have boots yeah. out there. So 80 degree weather. I could use some 80 degree weather. That's a lot of fun there. Uh, speaking I of that. I love what he said, though. He's not moving off the three in Dallas, Philly. That's the way it's been all week long. There's been you can't get an inch in that game. Nope. It opened three. It sits at three. And we'll break the game down more on the other side with Brian brought us host at 105.3 the fan in dallas here on the lombardi line witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings network. You can see us over on Samsung TV plus Roku TV, Zumo as well. We're all we're all over the place and at VEASAN.com and DraftKingsNetwork.com. Femi Bebefe, Michael Lombardi here on this Saturday morning. Heck of a football weekend and to help us break down the late afternoon game in the NFL tomorrow. It's the one and only Brian Broaddus, host at 105.3 The Fan, also the host of the Love of the Star podcast talking Cowboys Eagles. Before we get to Cowboys Eagles, Broaddus, how about your LSU Tigers down in Tuscaloosa today to take on the Crimson Tide. How are you feeling about that game? You think Jaden Daniels and the crew can get it done there at Bryant Denny? I'll tell you what, and thank you guys for having me on this morning. Yeah, this is one of those that you kind of you kind of hold on to your ass games. You know, I mean, this is uh, this is where uh, you know if you have a Joe Burrow and, and uh, Chase and guys like that, it it's a little bit more of a competitive situation. But yeah, LSU offensively has done a, a marvelous job this uh, this year, and with Jaden Daniels and what he's been able to do, and the the offensive line is a mix of some veterans. They've got a couple of young kids starting, a freshman starting on on the line, and it's never easy dealing with a Nick Saban team, especially when he has that extra time to get ready for you. Um, you know, uh, Alabama went into Baton Rouge last year, lost a tough one on a two-point play. And so, yeah, it, they, they remember these things. They don't make the same mistakes. So um, I'm hopeful. Uh, my, my son goes to school at the University of Texas. He went to Tuscaloosa earlier in the year and got a win. So hopefully the old man can find a way to do the same. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely hoping that we can get it. go ahead and get a win. It's a big night for Jaden Daniels as well there. Right now, one of the Heisman contenders. We'll see if he can win and vault himself into Heisman frontrunner status here. Let's turn our attention, though, to the Cowboys and the Eagles here, Broaddus, because right now the, the, the point spread is Philadelphia three-point favorites, total 47 and a half here. And this, to me, it feels like a litmus test game once again for the Dallas Cowboys. They failed miserably in the last one against the 49ers. Do you think that they can keep this one a little bit more competitive tomorrow afternoon? Well, the one thing, guys, that uh, that the Cowboys can kind of count on is Dak Prescott is going to play well against division opponents. And, you know, depending on how Philadelphia plays them, if Cowboys can block the front 
as my good friend Michael Lombardi always used to tell me, block the front, find a way to, to, to make that happen. Then you can uh, then you could do things in the passing game, and I think where Philadelphia uh, has a little bit of some issues is at their nickel corner, and then with what they're doing on the outside with James Bradbury as well. I mean that's been something that uh, that they've had to deal with really all year. I think their I think their defensive front has masked some of the issues that they've had in the secondary. They've had to do some things at safety that are a little bit different for them. So. I don't expect Dallas to be able to run the ball in this, in this game. They haven't run the ball really against anybody all year. And so all of a sudden you're not going to magically find a running game. So this might be one of very similar to what the Cowboys did in Tampa a couple of years ago when they opened the season. And they really just abandoned the running game. They said, listen, we're going to block this front the best we can. And then we're going to try and find ways to make plays on the outside. But the Cowboys defensively have given up some big plays as well. And they've given up plays – when teams have schemed big plays. So uh, this should be a really, really interesting one from that aspect. Hey, Brian, I was going through it this week, getting ready for the game, and Pollard's numbers are just horrendous. And look, here's what I'll say. You know, there's so much rhetoric about McCarthy as a play caller in his offense. But here's what, what I think people don't understand. Their offense has controlled the ball for 32 minutes and 23 seconds. They have only played 27 minutes of defense. They're getting more plays out of their offense. They convert. So they're doing exactly what he wanted to do in terms of control the game. But I think the Pollard element, is it that he misses the other big back or is it just that he's not back from the injury? I think there's a couple of different things that you put on there, Michael, that are, uh, that are true. Um, I, I, you know, to me, the, the aspect he's not, I don't believe he's fully healthy from where he was, but when you sit down and watch the all 22 on a weekly basis, they're just not doing a very good job up front. Their tight ends get compressed at the point of attack. They draft Luke Schoonmaker to be a, a tight end, a blocking tight end. Ferguson's done a good job of catching the football, the tight ends, that part of it's not the problem, but they try and scheme things in the running game. They try and pin and pull. They try and, uh, current combo blocks they try you know they try anything they can to maybe get this running game going and they just have not been winning at the point of attack nearly enough Uh, you know Terrence Steele Zach Martin usually are just spot on when it comes to combo blocks second level blocks they just haven't got that and then on the back side you know with Tyron Smith he's you know missed some time now you know, Tyler Smith has had a couple of good games. He's had a couple of bad games. The center hasn't been particularly great. I think it's more about the, that, that the line not doing good enough in the running game. But to your point, Pollard just does not, he's not able to get to and through the hole like he once did. And we're speaking with Brian Broaddus, former NFL scout, now host at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, also host of the Love of the Star podcast there. You mentioned Tyron Smith. He missed last week's game against the Rams. Yeah. Oh, should we expect him to play? I know they want to see if he gets through the walkthrough today before they go ahead and make yeah. a ruling on that. No, absolutely. And it just isn't with some guys before I came on with you about it. Uh, you know, practice is important today for him to get through that. But the, the thing that they're going to try and do, yes, I believe he will play tomorrow. Uh, the question now becomes, can he get through the game? They did uh, really all week long. They did everything to keep him out of practice. So maybe that they wouldn't aggravate the uh, stinger, but yeah, he's going to play tomorrow. The question will be, can he get through the game? If he doesn't get through the game, then then Adoga will be the left tackle that will fill in. He has been dealing with an ankle injury 
but it wasn't a high one. It was a low one like they always say, just a normal one. And so he should be ready to go as the backup if, in fact, Smith uh, can't answer the bell, uh, you know, against Josh Schwett uh, tomorrow. When you're watching Philly, do you get the sense, and we know he's not on the injury report, but from a scouting point view, do you get the sense that Hurts is really not 100% healthy? Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, we. I mean, you know, the thing about it was we we've talked about it on our shows here in Dallas on 105.3 The Fan, and then Bobby Belt and I love the star. You know, with Jalen Hurts, you know, you watch him on tape, you know, and and hey, maybe they want him to be a 76 percent pocket passer. Maybe they want him to stand there and be that guy. But where he hurts you so much is with the mobility and the ability to escape and to the you know the RPOs and things like that. But, you know, the fact that he's standing in there in the pocket and throwing more balls and then he, you know, we're addressing that. And then and then he starts to meet the Philadelphia media, starts asking him questions about his knee. He gets up and leaves the press conference. You know, he, he's mm. you know, so there's something clearly, whether it's a bruise, bone bruise or something going on where Jalen Hurts does not look like the same quarterback. Now, maybe tomorrow he will light the Cowboys up. But, yeah, you watch the tape. He clearly is not the same player that he once was. Yeah, so he's had big statistical games so far this season, but you can see that he yeah. seems to be favoring that knee there real quick. we got a couple minutes left here, Broadus. Uh, what do you think happens tomorrow? What's your prediction for the game? I picked Philly to win. You know, the thing that the problem I have with the Cowboys is I think you're going to have to find some type of balance. But if this turns into a game where they can't block the front, you know, I mean, they, the first three you know plays they ran last week against the Rams, it was sacks. You know, and and so now you're and they were able to adjust. And but the game plan clearly was, hey, we're not going to run the ball, we're going to throw it. And we had Zach Martin on a, a weekly his weekly hit with us, and that's what he was talking about. I'm like, hey, Zach, it looked like you guys just, even though you were giving up sacks, you were committed to throwing the football. He goes, no, absolutely, we were. So to me, I don't see how Dallas is going to be all the things that we just talked about previously you know, they're going to try and have to find ways to make plays through the air. And, you know, if, if it turns into three and outs, you know, Dallas's defense, will see if they're up to the task. I, I, you know, unfortunately I picked Philly in this one, you know, 28, 26, when we had to throw down a, a prediction on that. I just think this is another big test for the Cowboys. Wouldn't be surprised if they played well enough to win, but I think there's some things that they're probably going to have to deal with in this game uh, that they, they won't be ready for. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's going to be the case, Brian. And, you know, one thing, you're right. I mean, Dak has been really good against this division and when he plays in these games, but I'm with you. When he has to throw it more than 35 times, that's when he gets yeah. into trouble. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he's been, you know, the, the, the release and all that has been really, really good. If Dallas can protect tomorrow, they got a shot in this one. If it turns into where they can't protect Dak well enough and there's a lot of three and outs, Philly's offense will will expose you for the big plays, the on the field plays, but the screen game will kill you too while you let them do that. Yeah, no, this this Philadelphia Eagles offense definitely electric. And the AJ Brown, we didn't even get into him. He's been one of the best players in all of the NFL so far this season. He is Brian Broaddus, former NFL scout, now host at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Check out his podcast, Love of the Star, as well. Broaddus, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck to your LSU Tigers tonight, and be well. Thank Thanks, you very Brian. Much, you guys take Appreciate care. Thank you, buddy. You, Mike. Take care. All right, buddy. Awesome stuff there from Brian Broaddus, as always. Maybe it's a big passing game for Dak Prescott, which might not bode well for uh, for my favorite team. The Lombardi Look Ahead starts next hour. Start hour number two here on the Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.